Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome in to the Autzen Audibles podcast. I'm Matt Prame, Eric Scopel on the show. And today we're bringing on a guest. Uh, Gabe Brooks works in the scouting department for 24-7 Sports. Uh, he focuses all over the country, but he resides uh, in the state of Texas in that area. And we felt like, hey, the Ducks just got a verbal commitment from the state of Texas. They landed a transfer from Texas A&M, who played his prep football in Texas. Let's go to someone who knows the area and just kind of get some assessments on those players and and others. So, Gabe, thanks for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Al. Um, let's start with Chapman, Caleb Chapman. I know it's been a while. Um, Texas A&M transfer. He's a redshirt senior but has two years of eligibility if he wants to use it. Um, I don't know how much you watched him at AM, but this is a pretty highly regarded kid coming out of high school. And if you could just pull back the, you know, the memory banks here for a second and just, can you maybe just give us a little insight into what you remember about Caleb Chapman as a high school prospect? And if you're familiar at all from him, his time at AM. Yeah, he was a, a pretty consistent big play guy in high school. Um, you know, down here uh, nowadays, uh, especially in the big metro areas, DFW and Houston, he's from he's from Houston Metro. And um, if, if you're playing in big boy ball in those areas, pretty much everyone, uh, not everyone, but 90% of the schools probably are, are spread, uh, throwing it around the yard the whole game. So he got a ton of targets and a ton of opportunities to make big plays in high school. And, uh, you know, pulling up his, his high school stats, he had 17 touchdowns each of his uh, final two high school seasons. Um, so, I mean, you know, that speaks to his – uh, big playability, his his red zone ability. I remember seeing him in person at the the Texas seven on seven state championships in the summer before his senior year, and you know in that setting he's he was unstoppable. Um, you know, there's not not really much you can do in shorts and t shirts against a six foot five guy who who's a good athlete, um, and you know he was just he was winning balls over smaller guys. He was running by some of them. Uh, you know, he, he, uh, he, he was a track guy, not, not a hundred meter guy, but he, he was a 200 and 400 and, you know, I think was in the once or twice was in the 22s. You know, he, he got under 23 in the 200. He, he was around, uh, I think he got down to like 50.2 in the 400, you know, these aren't, uh, scorching times, but for limited, exposure, limited uh, opportunities that he had uh, in track. Um, you know, he wasn't he wasn't running 10 races each spring. He was just running a, a couple or a few. Um, those weren't crazy times, but they're uh, they're not bad either. And, and uh, it, you know, the, the NFL draft has 
shown us more and more seeming seemingly increasingly every year uh how important multi-sport context and and participation is um for nfl draft potential down the road this is kind of off our show notes a little bit gabe but i'm curious on on this caleb was a guy who showed flashes at AM again i'm not sure how familiar with watching but we've now done our research but injuries crept up and i'm curious when you're it's a little bit of a kind of a roundabout way of asking, how do you assess a player maybe who's had an injury history as a recruit? Like, for example, I think Chapman's had like all, like two of his last three seasons ended by significant injuries, had surgeries. I think he was injured this spring for AM. Like if, if, if that player was, say, in high school, you saw all the talent, you, you understood some of those stats that you're mentioning with the speed and all that. How does that impact the way you maybe assess a recruit? Um, I mean, from a... a if you're Oregon and uh, you see this guy with this size and with the, like you said, the limited flashes that he had uh, at Texas A&M, I, I think looking back at what he was as a high school prospect um, matters a lot uh, when you're considering taking somebody like this, um, you know, from a, when, when we're, when, when we're scouting guys as, as high school prospects, um, you know, the injury thing does come up with, with some guys and it's just very case by case. Um, it, you know, depends on what the injuries are and, and how often they've occurred. And uh, if we think that they're going to, uh, you know, limit the long-term potential, uh, you know, Baylor cup, uh, the tight end, uh, is another A&M guy who uh, was a five-star coming out of high school and has just, uh, you know, his A&M stint was just devastated by injuries. And uh, I believe he, I think he went transferred to Texas Tech uh, recently. But, um, the, you know, guys like that and him and Chapman, I mean, these are dudes that have have the stuff physically that you want. And, um you know, and in, in some cases, it may just be a matter of getting some some good fortune on the injury front to see all of it manifest. I'm I'm curious, Gabe. I mean, Oregon has a couple assistant coaches with some strong Texas ties. Um, they're they're clearly trying to tap into the state of Texas um, with their offers, guys that are bringing up for official visits and and whatnot. Um, we've always heard, you know, Eric and I are both in Oregon. Um, we've never, I don't think, attended a, a high school event in the state of Texas. Um, but there's always that persona, even out here, that Texas football is different. Um, I, I guess just from your experience scouting across the country, just how ready made uh, are high school players coming out of Texas to make an impact um, at the co- at the collegiate level, because they've got to commit right now from the state of Texas. Um, you know, that's something that comes up a lot. And uh, just discussing uh, scouting uh, is I, I don't know how true it is, but I think that um, there's kind of a perception that players from Texas may may more often be maxed out than the players from uh, other places, because they have been so, uh, you know, micromanaged and coached for, uh, for, for so long. Um, you know, I, I've talked to college coaches who, uh, you know, travel all over the country, you know, uh, going to see recruits and 
visiting high schools and all this. And they, you know, they say there's nowhere that has the infrastructure of facilities and you know, coaching staffs and you name it as Texas. And, um, you know, I, I think as far as being able to contribute immediately, I, I do think it's case by case. I think it's dependent on position. Um, you know, an offensive lineman is almost never going to be as ready to contribute immediately as uh, maybe a skill player, you know, a running back. You can plug a running back in, um, you know, pretty pretty early usually. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, an offensive tackle or a quarterback or um, sometimes a corner needs needs some a learning curve. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I th- when, when you talk about – the the kind of the mystique of Texas high school football and the reputation of um, you know these players getting so much instruction all the time uh, it, it, it it I have to remind myself sometimes that um, other there's there's other places that don't uh, have full time uh, coaches like the the, co- the the school coaching staffs like not all the coaches like in Texas if you're a coach you are a an, an employee of that school district and you teach classes like you teach four or five classes a day uh, if you're the AD you're not teaching classes but you've got other you you have other duties um, but you know you you got a dozen coaches on a varsity staff. 10 of those guys are in the classroom every day, like teaching history or health or something. And um, they're, they're full-time employees. And I have to remind myself sometimes, you know, I'll hear from somebody in North Carolina or some somewhere else. And they'll, uh, you know, they'll, they're, they're shocked uh, that the staffs here are, are what they are. And uh, you know, I, I think that that certainly speaks to that. Um, stereotype that maybe the 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 ceiling is is a little lower on Texas players but I mean look at the draft the last couple of years um the Texas leads you know leads and and players drafted so that suggests that there's there's plenty of developmental uh developmental upside in these guys regardless talk about a couple of guys here who will be on Oregon rosters hopefully sooner than later um Kamari Terrell was a kid that came in late for Oregon. Big time speed guy. We know those measurables as a corner. I think there's a chance that he might have an opportunity to play early just because of necessity. And then in the 2023 class recently, right receiver Ashton Cozart, um, he talked about Chapman and kind of some of his intangibles. It feels like to me, Cozart has some of the similar ones, not quite as tall, but another fast guy, 10, eight sub 100. Um, just what do, you, what, what do you takeaways on both Terrell and Cozart? And for Terrell in particular, I'm wondering, Gabe, I think Oregon fans have kind of seen a bit, a bit as a project. Is he someone you think could contribute right away? Because there might be a need from an Oregon perspective to have some contributors from the freshman class at that position. I love Terrell. And, and you know, he's somebody looking back on him. Um, I, I, I kind of wish that we had gotten him higher. Uh, you know, we, we – we were higher on him than the composite. Uh, we had, he had a four-star 91 grade. We had him, uh, I think, top 30 corners. You know, I probably would have liked to, to get him even higher just because of his uh, – because of those measurables. Now, you know, it, can he play early? That He has the uh, height, weight, 
length, speed combination to, uh, to play early. I mean, he's going to be tall enough, long enough, and fast enough. Uh, the question for him is putting it all together uh, technically. Um, you know, he I, I don't know if I'd call him a project in the traditional sense of the word, but he is he is pretty raw from a, a technical standpoint. And I don't pretend to be a, a defensive back, cornerback, technique guru but i know enough about it to be able to 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 see you know if a guy's on the raw side or if a guy's more polished when we're watching these guys and um he's certainly more on the raw side but you know 10 7 200 meters 2106 200 and just astronomical 400 meter speed down in the 46s which is uh that's that's pretty insane in the 400 so uh, he's. I like him a lot. I think whether it takes him some time or whether he picks it up quickly, I think he's uh, he's an example of somebody somebody we're looking for. Uh, you know, to to become an NFL draft uh, candidate because uh, the, just the measurables and the, and the multi sport context are so overwhelming. Um, as far as Cozart, Cozart's somebody who. Um, Yes, he's tall and long, has a big catch radius. He's a little narrow. I'm not very worried about that. But um, he, he has been a bit more projection than production so far. Uh, his uh, – I think he was – you know, his freshman – or his sophomore year, uh, he didn't really play very much. I think he was hurt. And, and then his junior year – uh, he had a good year. He had, you know, 36 for, for almost 711 touchdowns, which is good. But he was he was kind of playing second fiddle to like a, a senior veteran receiver who'd come up in that program uh, and, and kind of, you know, dominated the targets. So he, he had good production. Um, would like to see another season that good or better this fall. Um, but, again, he's somebody who has 10-7-4 and uh, – 10.96 from his sophomore year. He ran 11.05 and very limited uh, uh, exposure this spring. But, um, you know, he's, his combine stuff is off the charts. He, he tests very well. Um, it, it's just what we saw in the in, in last fall was encouraging. I uh, want to see more of it. Um, but, again, six three and a half with multiple sub-1100 meter times, uh, encouraging junior year uh there the arrow seems to be pointing up there we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we'll continue our conversation with uh gabe brooks of 24 7 sports this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back to the Odds and Audibles podcast. Um, Gabe, the Ducks have more than a puncher's chance with a couple different defensive backs in the state of Texas. Um, one of them is five-star Javier to- Toviano, uh, and then they've also got uh, Tyler Turner and Michael Harrison Pilot. Um, I'm just curious out of those three guys, just what what do you like about them and with Javier just – you know, what what does he do well that separates him from literally almost everyone in in call in high school football to make him a five star prospect? Well, he has a uh, another you know he fits the bill of uh, height, weight, speed, length, all all of the the factors you're looking for. I think he's yeah, he's six feet tall. I think he's got a plus five wingspan. Um, which, which is some pretty serious length at that position. Um, you know, he can, he's gotten, he's gotten three phase snaps. Um, you know, last year he, he carried the ball 40 something times uh, out of the backfield in certain situations and, and a, a marker that is consistent with uh, high round defensive backs uh, in the NFL draft is uh, two way participation um, touches on offense uh, you know, if, if you check the boxes of of um, size, uh, two way snaps, and verified athleticism, uh, then uh, you, you're you're looking at the right, looking down the right path. And you know, Toviano has done that. Um, he's he's tested in the combine setting and tested well. Um, so he he's and, and he's somebody who the the technique and the polish is, is a little more advanced than somebody like Kamari Terrell. Um, uh, so he, you know, he, there's, there's a, there are a lot of boxes checked uh, as the, the cliche goes, um, you know, Tyler Turner is just a flat out football player, um, highly productive, uh, you know, almost 250 tackles wow. over the last, uh, last two years. Um, eight interceptions over the last two years. Uh, you know, he physical, um, has ball skills and can play, uh, you know, kind of a center field if he needs to, but also is very good, uh, playing forward, um, playing downhill. Uh, you know, he, he, he's somebody who may be able to, to, to fit a couple of different spots depending on personnel and, and, uh, down and distance, uh, situations. So, uh, you know, he's he's somebody that, um, you know, we have him as a high three right now. Um, you know, th- there's certainly a case to be made that he could he could be higher. Um, but there's you know, there's a lot to like there, too. Uh, and who was the the third one? There was Toviano Turner. And who was the other one? Yeah, um, it, it was Michael Harrison. Oh, yeah. Harrison Pilot. Again, this is somebody who has played. uh a ton of offense and uh, physically he's kind of, he's kind of leaned out a little bit um, in a good way over the last 18 months. Um, uh, He, you know, he's got the, not only does he have 
the track data, you know, 1102 from, from his sophomore year, 2163 from his sophomore year, but he plays baseball as well. Um, so he's a three sport guy. Um, you know, good production on offense, uh, ample touches over the last two years on offense with some limited defensive snaps. That doesn't really concern us uh, it, because the 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 offensive, the, the, the playmaking athleticism and the ball skills and all that are going to be able to translate uh, to defense. If if the guy, if you know, if, if you if the guy meets a, an athletic threshold and he, you know, Harrison Pilot certainly does. So, uh, you know, again, he's another one who could probably um, move around a bit uh, if you needed him to. Uh, probably not a true corner, uh, but, but uh, you know, multiple safety roles, could play nickel, uh, has the, the physical makeup to be a, you know, a modern off-ball space backer type in some situations as well. I want to ask about the quarterback position specifically just in this class. Um, how deep is it? And I ask in part because Oregon's now, you know, decently into this this cycle, doesn't have a quarterback commit. And you know some of the the names, Jaden Rashada, Dante Moore, Avery Johnson, Aiden Childs is a recent offer who I think is a guy from Southern California that Greg Biggin says has some ceiling, but is, is probably pretty raw. Does it feel like if you get past the Rashadas and the Moores in Oregon's case, those are kind of the top targets are after that there's enough kind of caliber in this class to still get a good player. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a pretty good class. Um, I, I, Avery Johnson, that's somebody I, I love that. I think he's awesome. Um, he's raw. He's, he's pretty, pretty raw, but he's, he's got some really, uh, you know, his basketball tape is fun. You know, he's, he's somebody who's not, he's not running up uh, to the bucket and, gathering and jumping off two feet uh, to dunk it like he's flying in one foot jumper and punching it uh and you know that kind of athleticism is is what you want to see and and people you're projecting as four star prospects potential NFL draft guys down the road um but yeah there's there's some good some good depth and quality in this class um you know I think in regards to our uh rankings I think uh there's going to be some some shuffling in that uh, you know maybe fifteen ish to to thirty ish range uh, when looking at our national quarterback rankings. Just some some tweaking that that's going to occur over the summer, most likely. Um, but I you know I think that uh, I think I think nowadays that there's there's so many. Uh, so many quarterbacks who who get a ton of live throws and then play seven on seven all off season and uh, just the style of play uh, that that it's not a position that there's going to be a a dearth of bodies uh, so to speak in uh, very many cycles just because it's uh, you know it's become. Uh, the, the just the nature, the infrastructure of the sport itself is, I think, is producing better and and more, you know, quantity and quality nowadays. Gabe, the the last question we got for you is on the defensive side of the football, um, kind of in your area as well. Out west, it's hard to to find defensive linemen, to find edge players. You know, every year there's a couple guys at the top that are really good, um, but the depth 
is just not there out west. And in the state of Texas, Oregon is in a good spot with with Colton Basick, uh, a four star edge player out of Austin. Um, they're they're really close to getting a And M commit defensive lineman Johnny Bowens up for an official visit. Um, I cannot pronounce his last name, but it's Samu T out of Humble, Texas. You know, they had him up for an official visit in February, and you know some consider Oregon maybe to be in the driver's seat there. Um, what stands out? You know, is there anything that stands out with these guys? You know, along the defensive line uh, in those areas. You don't have to go through all three of them if you don't want to. Just can you maybe just touch on why you know what makes these guys good? Because Oregon is in good positions for all three. Well, you know, those are three guys who are, are quite different physically from each other. Yes. And in Bossett, you you have a more uh, classic uh, edge guy, whether that's playing in a three-point stance or standing up. Uh, he's, he's super long. I mean, I, I think he's a – we don't have verified stuff on him um, right now, but I, 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 I'd usually say for every – for every 10 offensive tackles or edge guys who say they're 6'6", there may be one or two who is actually 6'6", but I think Vasek may actually be 6'6", um, uh, long, um, you know, has, has thrown shot and discus and, uh, you know, played on what may have been the best high school defense in the country last year uh, for Austin Westlake. Uh, you know, he's he's going to have a lot of upside Um He's a good example of somebody, you know, we have an 89, the highest three-star grade on him right now. But, uh, you know, he's certainly going to be revisited as a potential four-star candidate in the near future. Um, and Bowens, you know, he he's he's not as, as tall or, or long, but he's stout. Um, he's going to be able to play multiple positions, uh, probably inside or, or outside if you need it. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen him in person. I like him a lot too. Um, and then Samu, he, you know, he's, we, we hadn't evaluated him yet just because we got some exposure to him last spring at a event and he was over 400 pounds. And Jeez. yeah, it, it was, you know, it was just when, when I was told this spring that, you know, he, he was down to 380, it was like, well, I don't, I don't you know, I don't want to rush to put a grade on him just yet without, some more data and context because um, he's literally like 50 pounds lighter than he was when I got to see him in person. So, and you can, you know, his, his junior tape has some flashes of, of just throw around strength. And um, like you said, you, you're looking for whether you're Oregon or Georgia or Ohio state, you know, something that is a common theme on D line is that they're just looking, they're seriously just looking for, large bodies uh a lot of times and uh this guy certainly fits that and you know if he if he is in better she you know he had a good junior year it was an all district player at 6a level in, in metro houston so um look to get a little more context and data on him uh but you know the he's another one who seems to be the the signs are are encouraging uh on, on his development. 
Gabe, thanks for a lot for coming on the show. Really appreciate the insight. And uh, if the Ducks continue to to be active in the state of Texas and in that area, I'm sure we're going to be having you on more often talking about some of these players uh, on campus. Actually, real quick, it just dawned on me. We didn't actually talk about Ashton. Uh, we did talk about Ashton Cozart. I, for some reason, Dante Dodell was in my head. And <laughs> I, I had him in there. For some reason, as well, he's not from the state of Texas and in that area. I saw I saw Dowdell um, a few weeks back at, at uh, an event in Houston. I mean, he's he is put together. Um, you know, he he's a straight line downhill guy, um, and the testing bears that out. You know, he, he was a he was a four six forty, um, which is 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 solid, good enough, especially if you're almost six two and two hundred ten pounds. Um, his shuttle wasn't as good. Um, and, and, you know, I think you can tell on tape that uh, he, he's more of a, you know, he's not a battering ram necessarily, but he is a linear straight line, straight line juice guy. He's not somebody who's going to get second level and start dancing around, which you don't want him to anyway with that size. Uh, but, you know, we have him as a, as a high three eighty seven right now. And, and um, running back is another position that I think, in that range uh, of our rankings right now, of kind of 86-ish to 90-ish, that there's going to be some shuffling. And and I, I have little doubt that he's probably better than than some of the guys ahead of him. And, uh, you know, he he's somebody – that's somebody who's going to be able to come in and, and give you early snaps, I would imagine. I don't know what Oregon's depth chart at running back looks like, but physically he's uh, – you know, he when you see him in person, he looks like he's ready to go right now. Well, hey, bonus question. We appreciate the insight, Gabe. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. We'll, we'll talk to you down the road. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate y'all. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's the can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire now streaming on Paramount Plus.